Praise the Lord tonight. Amen. Praise the Lord tonight, Wednesday night Bible study. As we come the Wednesday before Easter Sunday. Um, and we praise God for it. Praise God for you. Um, hope that, you know, things are going well for you on this week. Amen. We've gotten to Wednesday, right? Hump day, as they say, right? You get over Wednesday, downhill skiing from here to the weekend. At least that's what they say. I don't know that to be true, but, you know, maybe it's true for you. But we praise God in any event um, as we come really for Bible study. Praise God for Bible study. Amen. And the opportunity to come again and receive from his word. Amen. This is the bread of life. Amen. And so we, we pray that God will bless us tonight to receive from it that which we need. So um, just want to get right into it if we could on this um, on this Wednesday. Um, I'm going to ask if, for those who have your Bible, if you would turn with me to the Gospel of Luke. Gospel of Luke. And we'll begin reading at verse 14. Luke chapter. Oh, I didn't give a chapter. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't give a chapter. No. I just gave a verse. Luke verse 14. Come on, you don't know what that is. <laughs> Luke chapter 22, <laughs> verse 14. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Luke chapter 22, verse 14. And we'll read down to verse 20. So Luke chapter 22, verse 14 through 20. And it says, when the hour was come, he sat down and the 12 apostles with him. And he said unto them, with desire, I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say unto you, I will not any more eat thereof until it be fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And he took the cup and gave thanks and said, take this and divide it among yourselves. For I say unto you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God shall come. And he took bread and gave thanks and brake it and gave unto them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. Likewise, also the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you, thank you, thank you for your word. Yes, Father. And we thank you, God, for blessing us with another opportunity to receive the engrafted word of God that is able to save our very souls. Yes, Father. Father, we pray now that you will uh, make it plain unto us, O oh God, that you will teach us and show us the things that we need to know. Yes. And Father God, we are ready to receive. And so we humbly and gratefully thank you for what you're about to do in the place. And Father, we give you all the praise right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So we just read Luke chapter 22, <laughs> verse 14 through 20. Um, this is Holy Week, and this is Wednesday. We're going into Thursday and, and pretty soon Friday and, and, and on into Resurrection Sunday. And um, I wanted to talk about, um, I wanted to, <laughs> praise God. Who cares what you want to talk about? But God lays on my heart to talk about, um, uh, to talk about Maundy Thursday right uh, or holy thursday the thursday before easter the thursday obviously before good friday 
you know, there's so many, you know, I'm sure you've heard Maundy Thursday, M-A-U-N-D-Y. Um, just want to talk about that because I believe that, you know, this, uh, we talk about Holy Week. On Sunday, we were talking about Jesus's triumphal entry into Jerusalem and how it was the fulfillment of scripture and how, you know, how people received him and, and how they didn't receive him, right? Some received him as a prophet. The Pharisees didn't want to receive him at all. Um, and, you know, God said to us, but, you know, Jesus is the king of glory, right? And it's about letting the king of glory in, into our homes, into our hearts, into our lives, right? Um, and so we're talking about Holy Week, and we're, we're here on Wednesday of Holy Week, and tomorrow's Thursday. And what the Lord laid on my heart is we understand, as we just read the scripture text here tonight, of the Last Supper, mm -hmm. right? And we know that after this supper, and in fact, uh, if you go down to verse 21, it begins to talk about it, that Jesus was betrayed yes. by Judas. And he was arrested, and, you know, that led, obviously, to the cross. And so when we get to the Last Supper, um, this is actually on Thursday, right? Before he was crucified on Friday. Um, and so, you know, we it's called Maundy Thursday. And that word Maundy really is um, a word that comes from a Latin word for com for command. Hmm. And 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 it signifies for for us the commandment that Jesus gave after the supper to his disciples that they were to love one another as he had loved them. And we're going to talk about that in in, in a minute, but just want to talk a little bit. You know, we, we talk a lot about the triumphal entry. We talk a lot about, you know, Good Friday, right? The seven last words. Um, and then obviously there's all kinds of teaching, preaching, and sharing about Resurrection Sunday. But just want to talk a little bit about Maundy Thursday because there are some things I think we could, you know, we just want to remember, yes. right, as we you know, really focus on our Lord and Savior during this, this special time. Um, so one of the things um, that that we want to think about Monday Thursday is, um, as we saw here, Jesus, you know, um, essentially instituted communion, yes. right? Mm -hmm. Because... As he as as he said here, um, he presented the cup, which is the New Testament, right, or the new contract mm -hmm. uh, between God and man. Praise God! The New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you. And then he talked about this is my body, which is given for you. And he said this do in remembrance of me. And we know that as we take communion, you know, in, in church, um, scriptures like these, scriptures like 1 Corinthians 11 uh, are often read in communion. And we know how special communion is because it's a time where we can partake of the, the, the bread and of the cup, which is, signifies Jesus' body and his blood, his body which was broken for us, his blood that was shed for us, yes. body broken that ours might be whole. He shed his blood that our sins might be forgiven. And so we partake of the body and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ through communion, and we do it in remembrance of him. Yes. And it's something that brings us into a closer fellowship with him. Right, and it brings us to a place of true thanksgiving and appreciation. Thank God for communion. Yes. Um, and and Jesus instituted communion on Monday Thursday, right, where He said, "This is My body, and this is the blood." 
And we've talked about this so many times before, but it's worth repeating. And that is, we can take communion anytime we want to. Amen. It doesn't have to be in your church building. It doesn't have to be on the first Sunday of the month. It doesn't have to be at some designated time. You can do it anytime, any place you want to. That is respectful and with reverence. Amen. Amen. Um, I know that um, a couple of weeks ago, might even been last week, but it was it was recently. I was just feeling out of sorts. You ever have one of them days where you just feel out of sorts? You know what I mean? Like you just you, you can't put your finger on it, but something's just not right mm -hmm. and everything. And, and um, instead of just going, eh, it's one of those days, I, I didn't say that. I said, it, it bothered me. And I said, Lord, I need that. I don't know. I need, <laughs> I need, I need something, you know? Mm -hmm. So I just went and I went and got my cracker. I took a little piece of the cracker. I got a little cup, poured a little, uh, I think I had Gatorade or something. Mm -hmm. Well, sometimes I don't even drink. It was something that was in the refrigerator. I think Christian left it in there. I don't know, it was a Powerade or something. <laughs> something I don't even drink, but it was no juice or anything, right? So mm -hmm. I poured that little Gatorade in there. Communion. I had communion. Mm -hmm. Why? All you, you got to do, pray over your bread, pray over your cup, do it in remembrance of him. That's do it, it with thanksgiving right yep. and and just you know receive the the the, the benefits and the blessing Amen. of the body and the blood of the lord jesus christ and the remembrance of what he's done you can do that anyway and that's the thing that's wonderful about this is that in the relationship with god it's not about it's not about rules right right it's not about all these rules and and things that i saw it right uh, it's relationship, which means that there is a a freedom in it, yeah. and there and there's a life in it, you know, and there's breath and there's air in it, you know, and and it's not stilted and controlled and 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 you know what I'm saying? Yes. Mm -hmm. And and that's the that's the wonderful thing about the relationship that we have with the Father of all creation through the Lord Jesus Christ. It's none of that, right. you know. Um, you know, because if it, if it was anything else, it would be. That's what religion is. Religion is all these rules and the do's and don'ts. That's what the Pharisees were about, right? You don't heal on the Sabbath. Why are your disciples eating? You know, harvesting grain on the Sabbath, right? And why are you carrying your bed? Forget that the man got healed. Why are you carrying mm -hmm. your bed? I mean, they didn't care. It was about their rules. Yeah. You know, you know, one of the things that that is one and that's one of the things that's wonderful about God that gets, I think, overlooked sometimes. That God doesn't do that. He doesn't mm -hmm. impose all these rules upon us. Right? You, you know uh, Paul said, you know, sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but mm -hmm. under grace. Yes. Glory to God. We're not under the law. The law had all these rules, right? Mm -hmm. We're not under the law. We're under grace. Glory to God. I think about that when I think about my wife. Um, because, you know, that's one of the things, you know, I love my wife. Right? Lord. I love my wife. Take care of her. And, um, and, but part of the reason why is because I can be myself with her. Right, and there's no rules necessarily. Now, sometimes she get a little rulesy on me. <laughs> to be honest, I'm gonna be honest. Sometimes she starts, you know, rulesy. Yeah, that's a new word. But sometimes she get a little rulesy on me, and that just rubs me the wrong way. Because see, relationships shouldn't be about all yes. these. Rules. I'm not saying there shouldn't be something, some parameters. But relationships not about rules. Religion is about rules, but relationships not about rules. Relationships, relationship is about love. Right. And that's all, right? That's why, well, what's the, what's the thing? What's the two greatest commandments? Hmm. Love God and love people. Yeah. That's it, <laughs> right? Jesus said, on these two hang all the law and the prophets, right? Right. Love God, love people. You know, but, you know, if my wife had started having these rules, like, you know, 
Don't talk to me when I'm about to get my hair done. Don't talk to me when I'm about to get my nails done. Don't talk to me when my show is on. Don't talk to me when I'm getting ready to go to bed. They have all these rules. <laughs> right? But God's not like that. And so there's not all these rules. But yes, sometimes church, and it might be inadvertent, begins to get into the rules business. Yes. Right? So that only certain people can do things. And, and sometimes they preach about so-and-so, sister so-and-so can get a prayer through. And I, oh, so certain Jesus. people can get prayers through. Certain people can do communion. Certain people can this, that, and the other. See, I'm not, listen, I'm all about doing everything decently in order. So don't get it wrong. But there's a difference between doing things decently in order and just instituting man-made rules. Yes. Right? That get in the way of worship. Do you know, glory to God in heaven, do you know when Jesus overturned the tables of the money changers, the, 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 the money exchangers, right? Those who would change, exchange your money. You know what was going on there? You know why Jesus was so upset? It's because what the what, what, what they were doing. They were in the courtyard of the of the temple and, and, and in places of worship and they're exchanging money, right? And because they were saying that if you wanted to buy sacrificial lambs, because a lot of people came from far to worship, so they didn't bring animals with them, they bought them at the temple. Mm -hmm. But if you needed to buy something at the temple, you had to use temple currency. Yes, yes. So you had to exchange your money for temple, it's like going into another country. You know how you got to bring your dollars and you get mm -hmm. pesos or you get, you know, whatever the currency is of the country that you're in. It's the same thing. And so people would come from other places and they would have to bring their money and exchange it yes. for temple currency. Mm -hmm. And of course, just like we, we do when you get currency exchanged, there's exchange rates. <laughs> right for the for the service of exchanging the money and they were charging exorbitant rates right right and so and and sometimes it would get to the point where it may turn people away mm -hmm. because they you know they might not yet have enough now because of the extra that was put on top right. for the exchange and so Jesus was upset because not only were they physically in the place but because they were making it hard. Glory to God, hear this. Because they were making it harder for people to worship. Jesus. That's why he was so upset. Because they were making it harder for people to worship. Jesus. We need to remember that. Mm -hmm. Right? Jesus gets upset when we start doing things that makes it harder for people to worship. Jesus. And so when we start, in, whether it's deliberately or inadvertently, creating all these rules from the pulpit that make it harder for the people in the pews to worship, mm. we need to understand Jesus ain't happy about that. Amen. So, so all these rules and things that, you know, oh, only this one can pray and only this one can do that. We need to be careful with that stuff because anything... Because Jesus don't like that. That's why he got upset with, with his disciples when they wouldn't let the children come, remember? Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Jesus like, whoa, don't do anything that hinders people from coming to me. Don't Jesus. do anything that hinders people from getting to the Father. Right? And so when it comes to things like communion, that's why I, I say this as, as often as, as it comes up and as the Lord lays on my heart. You can take communion at your home anytime you want, right? And don't let anybody tell you anything different. There's a whole lot of things that you can do in the freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There's so many things that you can do in the freedom yes, of God Yes, in your home, right? You know, you, you know you, you're the pastor, prophet, and priest of your home. Amen. <laughs> right? Doesn't mean that you need to go out and, and push the pastor aside at your church. I'm preaching today. I'm not saying you should do that. <laughs> but I'm just saying. But you're the pastor, prophet, and priest of your home. Yes. Right? And you, 
because you have the same spirit of God in you, ain't no different spirit of God in you that's in T.D. Jakes. Yes. Ain't no different Amen. spirit of God in you than is in, you know, Billy Graham. Ain't no different spirit of God in you. We got the same spirit, yes. right? Isn't that what it says? And we got the same, same spirit. spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. Yes. It's the same spirit, Amen. right? And as long as you're following that same spirit, yes, then you can carry out the things that God lays on your heart at your home. Glory yes. to God for that. And one of those things is, is communion. And so that's one of the things that was instituted on, on Monday Thursday was the, what, what, what was communion. Uh, and so we, you know, encourage you, amen, to take communion, amen. Take it as often. Jesus said as often as you do it, do it in remembrance of me. Amen. So there's no set times. There's no how many times you can't. Amen. You can't overdose on the word of God. You can't overdose on communion. Amen. As often as you do it, just do it in remembrance of him. Praise God for that. Um, Let's turn to John chapter 13. Because by the way, um, you know, the, the, the references to the last supper are in all four gospels. You know how I feel about that. I'm not saying anything, but it's in all the Gospels. Amen. So what are you supposed to do, babe? You're supposed to cross-reference them. Read them in all accounts, right? Yep. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Um, so let's go to John 13, because John 13, though, doesn't actually, doesn't actually, how do you say, recount the Last Supper as, but it's here, though, because as you see in, in, in verse 1 of John 13, it says, Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world unto the Father, having loved his own which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. And supper being ended. Right. So you see how it is to see John is like, and supper being ended. Mm-hmm. Whereas Matthew, Mark, and Luke talk about the supper and actually right. talk about how the two disciples, Peter and John, went to prepare the Passover and everything mm-hmm. else. Okay, but let's go to verse two. And so, and supper being ended, the devil having now put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. No oh boy, we could talk a lot about that, but we ain't talking about that today. Amen. Amen. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he was come from God and went to God, he ri- he, he rises up from supper and laid aside his garments and took a towel and girded himself. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded. Then cometh he to Simon Peter, and Peter saith unto him, because Peter always got something, amen, <laughs> Lord, you going to wash my feet? <laughs> Praise God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, glory to God, what I do, thou knowest not now, but thou shalt know hereafter. I gotta tell you this one thing. You gotta take a twenty second time out. That that's one of my favorite scriptures, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Jesus made a point. What what I'm doing, he said. What I'm doing, you don't know now, but you shall know hereafter. Mm-hmm. Somebody need to need to be be encouraged by that. See, there's some things going on in your life, and God's doing some things in your life, and you don't understand it. Mm-hmm. But God promises a hereafter. There will come a time where you'll understand, mm-hmm. right? There will come a time. So that's the thing. You know, there are times, like, so like when you pray to God and you ask God for something, don't don't put God on a clock, like, you know, or, or don't let people force you to put God on yes. the clock. Because sometimes you say, yeah, I'm praying for such and such a thing. People come to you, did God tell you anything yet? It's, like, <laughs> it's okay to say, I don't know. The danger is when we start to fill in the blanks for God, right? Right. We don't know what to do, so that's a blank. And then because we didn't hear anything, we start to fill it in. That's sort of like how Abraham and Sarah acted mm-hmm. because they weren't getting pregnant. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. So they took matters into their own hands. Yeah. It never works out as well as when it's in God's <laughs> hands. Right. So don't do that. And then... Also, be be okay with not knowing. I know in, in the natural, in our walk, you know, we generally don't like to not know stuff. 
You know what I mean? We we don't don't hold stuff back. We want to know, right? We we don't like not knowing stuff. Not knowing makes us uncomfortable. We're the only one at the meeting who didn't know something that makes us mad. Why didn't you tell me? Right? We want to know how come? Right? Right? We're uncomfortable with not knowing. But in our spiritual walk with God, we need to develop a comfort with yes. not knowing, yeah. and that it not bother us. Because there's a whole lot of things we're not going to know because it's above our pay grade. Mm. But then there's a, there, right? And we're never going to know. Right. We're only going to know in part. So there's going to be a whole bunch of stuff we just never going to know. And you got to be comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. And, but you also have to be comfortable that there are some things that you're not going to know now. But there is a time called hereafter. Yes. Right? And I believe that some of us don't get to hereafter because we get our nose out of joint. Right? And God doesn't, he's not able to reveal to us what was coming hereafter. But I know it's got out of joint and maybe we went and we filled in the blank on our own. But praise be to God for this. Uh, he said to, 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 um, to Peter, what I do now, what I do, thou knowest not now, but thou shalt know hereafter. Amen. And so then Peter said to him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. Oh, God. I love Peter, man. <laughs> you ain't never doing that to me, Jesus. And Jesus answered him and said, If I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. <laughs> Simon Peter, being no fool, said unto him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. You just got to love Peter. Amen. Um, so, and then Jesus told him, listen, you don't, we don't got to do all that. (laughs) He said, said, look, he said, uh, he that is washed needeth not save wash his feet, but is clean every whit and ye are clean, but not all because he knew who was going to betray Mm -hmm. him. And then he says, um, it says in verse 12, that after he had washed their feet and had taken his garments and was set down again, he said unto them, Know ye what I have done to you? Ye call me master and lord, and ye say well, for so I am. If I then, your lord and master, have washed your feet, ye also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that ye should do as I have done to you. So one of the other things that we see on Monday Thursday that's often celebrated is foot washing. Right? Now, you know, and, and, and see, I'm not as much concerned about the actual foot washing. And I know there are some who, on, on, not only on Monday, Thursday, but as an ordinance in different denominations, they do foot washings. Right. Um, you know, that's not the point. <laughs> it's never the point of the something that could be turned into a ritual. Yes. There's certain things that can, there's a lot of things in God that can be turned into a ritual and you want to avoid that at all times. Just doing stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Heart's not in it, but you're doing it. Don't feel like doing it, but you're doing it, right? Don't know what you're doing, but you're doing it. See, that? that's ritual. Who cares about it? God don't God doesn't receive ritual. He receives what's going on in the heart. And so the thing about foot washing that I think, first of all, it's an example now, should you literally wash somebody's feet? Leave that to you. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Leave that to you. You want to wash somebody's feet? Wash their feet. The greater thing is, if you're going to wash their feet, it's how you do it. And if you're not going to wash your feet, understand the greater principle that was underneath this. And it was the principle of service. Yes. yes. That's what's going on here. It's not so much about foot washing. It could have been hand washing. Okay, now, foot washing is different because you actually got to lower yourself to wash somebody's feet. Yes. So there is that element to it. You know what I mean? That you have to physically lower yourself to wash someone's feet. But it could have been some other thing. But it's the heart. It's about, it's the heart of the matter. And it's about having the heart of a servant. It's about having a heart that says, I'm doing for someone else. That I'm going to look after them. And more than that, it's also about servant leadership yes, being taught. Yes. Because Jesus said, here I am. You call me master and Lord, and you call me right, because that's who I am. Right. But yet I'm doing this for you. 
So it was about what he was teaching here was was about serving other people, mm -hmm. and he was teaching he was talking teaching servant leadership, and that is so important that even though you may have authority over people, God still expects you to have the heart of a servant leader. Yes. Amen. Right? He said those who serve are greatest of all. Right? Not those who are served. And so, you know, if you have supervisory authority or you're a boss or you're a business owner, right? Servant leadership with your employees. Right? That's not how the world does it, but that's how the kingdom operates. Amen? Um, let, let's get it to, to a place where we all can relate. You have children. If you have children, yeah, you may have authority over them, but there still should be a heart of servant leadership, yes. right? Mm -hmm. Because to the extent you have to lead your children or lead your family, there still should be a heart of servant leadership in the doing of it. It's none of the, you obey me because I'm your father. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh because I heard that and I said that, right? <laughs> I'm just telling myself because it's the truth. Right? You can tell on yourself if you want, because you know what you said when you started pulling rank. You know how many times you pulled rank? I'm your mother. I'm your mother. Right? Yep. You don't talk to me like that, right? Right? You pull rank. You do it because I said so. Because it's my house. All, right? All this pulling rank stuff. But servant leadership is supposed to, supposed to guide that relationship, yes, you know? Amen. And that's what Jesus w w was teaching here. And, um, you know, he, he, he said, listen, he said, um, do as I have done unto you, you know. And so, uh, and then he says in verse 17, if you know these things, happy or blessed are ye if you do them. And so, you know, on, on, the, on the Thursday before the Good Friday, he instituted communion. And then he also taught through example mm -hmm. about service. And about the importance of servant leadership. And then let's let's jump down, staying in the in the Gospel of John. Let's go to verse thirty-one. Now, what's also in this account, of course, is two things that we're not going to talk about much. One is the betrayal, where mm -hmm. Jesus said, you know. One of you betrays me. And they're like, who? Is it I? Is it I? Is it I? And he said, the one I dip, you know, I give him the sop. That's the one. Um, and we know who that was. We're not going to talk about that that much. And the other is Peter's denial. That was part of this as well. Um, but let's go past that. Let's go past at least the betrayal part. And let's go to verse 31. 13. Yeah, John 13. Okay. I only did that one time. Okay. Don't make me a serial, you know, like, <laughs> like I always don't tell you the, the chapter. <laughs> yeah, John 13. Um, let's look at 31. Therefore, when he was gone out, and the reason why I talk about it, because he was talking about Judas had went out. Mm -hmm. This is when, when Jesus told him, you know, pretty much he essentially told him, whatever you're going to do, do quickly. <laughs> Glory to God. Um, so when, when Judas has gone out, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God be glorified in him, God shall also glorify him in himself, and shall straightway glorify him. Little children, yet a little while, while I am with you, yet ye shall seek me, and as I said unto the Jews, Whither I go, you cannot come. So now I say to you, and here's, here's the important part, verse 34. A new commandment I give unto you. And what's that new commandment? That ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. Mm -hmm. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. Yes. So this is where that Mondi comes in, because this is the command or the mm -hmm. commandment. And, and, and Jesus gave the new commandment to love one another as he loved us. Now, how does Jesus love us? Right? 
If you think about that, right? It's a total love. It's an unconditional love. Yes. It's a selfless love. It's an extravagant love, right? I mean, you can just, right? You can go on and on mm -hmm. and on, right? And he says, we're supposed to love each other that way. Yep. Man, how many people just put in a failing paper right there, right? <laughs> right? Yep. If God was marking papers today, <laughs> Jesus, amen, we all getting left back. <laughs> we all got to go to summer school. <laughs> Remember the day when you had to go to summer school because you yes. failed class? Huh? You failed, you failed your know, science. Had, everybody else was enjoying summer vacation. You got to take biology. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but if God was grading papers, right? <laughs> if this was our coursework, man, we all be going to summer school. Yeah. Right? Love one another as Jesus has loved us. That's the commandment. Amen. Not a suggestion. It's, it's the commandment. You know, I think about that commandment um, because it's reminiscent, you know, for husbands, right? What does it say? Husbands, love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. You don't know how many times God reminded me of that scripture at a time I feel like him. <laughs> Can I just be honest? You know what I mean? It was like, you know, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> and God reminded me. He was the lover like Christ left the church. <laughs> and I'm like, what am I going to do with that? Where do you go? Right? <laughs> There's no comeback for that. No. Mm -hmm. Right? And it's the same thing here. There's no comeback for this. <laughs> right? Right? Christ said, love one another as I have loved you. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that's the standard. And understand that we can't even begin to approach that standard without the help of the Holy Ghost. Yes. Right? This, this, this requires Holy Ghost power. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is no, I'm just going to now be, you know, because it's, it's not... It's not warm and fuzzy emotion. No. That's not what it is. It's sacrificial, right? It's yeah. sacrificial. It's consistent, right? It's, it, 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 it doesn't stop because something is inconvenient, mm -hmm. because you get put out, because you're put out the way, because someone doesn't reciprocate. Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. You know the type of things that we yeah. use as barometers. We use those. We use all kind of things. Oh, that's how you're gonna treat me, right? Yeah. That's how, and to know it's not about how they treat you. Right. It's not about any of that. Hmm. Now, think about this. It, it's it's it. You know, we just went through the foot washing where it started at around verse three, four, right? When he rose up from the table, but it wasn't until we get to verse twenty one that Jesus said, "When are you going to betray me?" Mm -hmm. And then he told Judas, "Whatever you're going to do, do quickly." And then Judas left. So what does that mean? He washed Judas' feet too, too. yeah, knowing that he was going to betray him. Right? And knowing that he already did by covenanting with the, mm -hmm. the, the Pharisees and the leaders for the 30 pieces of silver to turn him in, he still washed his feet. So that's, the, that's love. Jesus. Right? It's the same love, but here's the thing. It's the same love we get when, you know, we do something we're not supposed to do after we told God 765 times <laughs> that we weren't going to do it again. Yeah. And it's the same love. Mm. And yet, for us, you know, we have, you, know, you can do that to me twice, but that, right? <laughs> I'm telling you, summer school. Mm -hmm. So he says, no, you're supposed to love like I love you. Yep. So that's part of this Monday Thursday is this commandment that Jesus left for us to love one another as he loved us. And then he said in verse 35, he said, by this, by what? By our love for one another, all men, not just yeah. believers, people outside the church, yeah, right? All men mm -hmm. 
will know that you are my disciples if ye have love one to another. Yeah. And so, you know, if we walk in love one to another, then people will know you must follow Jesus. <laughs> right? That's what he's saying. He yeah. said, people will know that you're my disciple if you walk in love. Yeah. So if anybody ever say to one of your friends, I'm not going to say say to you, if anybody say to one of your friends, I didn't know you was a Christian. <laughs> it might be a sign. <laughs> Amen. Especially if they're around you for a long enough yeah. time, right? Mm -hmm. They're around you know, all the time and they go, I, don't, I didn't know you was a Christian. <laughs> it may be a sign mm -hmm. that you might have to up your love game. Amen. Amen. And so this is the third thing, though. That on this Thursday, before Good Friday, that Jesus was sharing with his disciples, right? Communion, foot washing, which was about service and servant leadership. And then this new commandment that we love one another as he loved us. Now, there's one other facet, though, that I want to talk about. And if we can go back to Luke, what was it, baby? 22. Just want to go back there for a second. Um, because this is, again, this is after the supper. Um, and let's go to verse 39. Because it talks about how Jesus and his disciples went out to the Mount of Olives, verse 39. And when he was at the place, he said unto them, Pray that ye enter not into temptation. In verse 41, and he was withdrawn from them about a stone's cast and kneeled down and prayed, saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Mm -hmm. And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. Now, I just want to touch on this part because this is also part of what was going on on this Thursday before Good Friday, that that Jesus said, "Not my will, but Your will be done," and 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 to me, that's another example for us because that's the true humility. Mm -hmm. That's what true humility is in a nutshell. It's not modesty. It's not you know trying to deflect praise. That's that's not humility. That's modesty. Mm -hmm. Humility is saying, not my will, your will be done. Right. That's what humility is. When you humble yourself. Notice God said, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. That means that you, you are looking upwards and saying, what do you want me to do? Yeah. Humility is getting out of bed at six o'clock on a Saturday to pray even though you feel like sleeping till 11. <laughs> when you're tired, you don't even say words right. 11. <laughs> you know what I mean? You just want to sleep late. Yes. Humility is you get up because God wants you to get up. Yeah. Humility is when you want to hold on to your last dollar, but you give it to somebody else. Humility yeah. is when you don't do what you want to do. You acknowledge you want to do it. You're not faking. Jesus was like, take this cup from me. Mm -hmm. But then, important word, nevertheless, not what I want, what you want. Yeah. That's what humility is. Yes. And you know, it's funny because, see, God shows up when you're humble. In fact, you see here, when Jesus expressed these words of humility, what happened? And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven to strengthen him. I'm telling you, when you walk in humility, heaven shows up. Yes. Jesus. Glory to God. Yes. When you walk in true humility, heaven shows up. Yes. Okay? And so that's why, you know, the devil wants us to get lifted up in pride because pride says, I'm not doing what you want, God. I'm doing what I want. Yeah. That's what pride is. Pride's not arrogance, even though it has a hint of arrogance. But what pride really is, is telling God, not what you want, but what I want. Mm 
Yeah. Right? So when God says, give the last piece of chicken to your, your neighbor, you go, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, gosh. I say, oh, gosh. I say that because everybody <laughs> who's listening here, at some point, they wanted to make sure they got the last piece of chicken. But pride is saying to God, not what you want, what I want. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Pride is saying, I want this job. Even though God is, you you know God is telling to you, no, not this job. Uh, you, you need to stay where you are or don't leave this church or whatever. And you do anyway. That's pride. But humility is saying, I want to do this. And you can be honest with God. God, I want to do this. Mm-hmm. I want to go here. I want to do this thing. I want to take the job. I want to, you know, you know, accept the gift. I want to whatever, right? Whatever it may be. But if the Spirit of the Lord is saying to you for whatever reason something to the contrary, then humility says, I want to do this, but I'm not going to do it. I want, yes. I'm going to do what you want. Yes. yes. And when we walk in humility, heaven shows up, right? And And, and so that's the other thing that Jesus demonstrated on this Maundy Thursday. So just wanted to stop as we, again, go through Holy Week. Um, you know, we talked about the triumphal entry um, and um, we have Holy Thursday tomorrow and just touching on these things. And here's the thing that's amazing to me. And we're going to close with this. So think about this for a second. After he's praying in the garden, Right? Mm-hmm. Judas comes with his contingent of temple guards and Roman guards with torches because it's night. Right. And they arrest him. And he comes mm-hmm. and he wanted to kiss Jesus and Jesus, and you betray me with a kiss. And this is how this is gonna happen right after Jesus is praying in the garden, right? Yeah. And so, and then we know what happens from there. He goes to the trial, right? And then he gets, you know, he's treated terribly. He's beaten. He's mocked. He's scourged. He's lied upon, right? And then he's crucified. And all of those things are going to happen in less than 24 hours. Jesus, yeah. And yet, even though that's what awaits him in less than 24 hours, probably even less than 15 hours, Less than 12 hours. It's going to start in a, in, a, in a little bit. And yet, he institutes the Last Supper. He takes time to teach about serving and about serving leadership. Yes. He takes time to teach them about Jesus, loving one Jesus. another. And he leaves an example of what true humility is. Yeah. And he's doing this even though in less than... 24, 15, 12 hours, he's about to go through the most terrible thing that has ever happened on the face of the earth. Jesus. That's the God we serve. Amen. And so, when we talk about worshiping Christ and worshiping Jesus, I believe that the events of Maundy Thursday give us so many reasons to do that. And so we just wanted to take some time as we get ready to get into Monday Thursday, to talk about that and share it with you yes. Amen. tonight. Amen. What an awesome God we yes. serve. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Let's pray tonight. Amen. Father, we bless your name. Yes, Father, Father, we thank, thank you, you for Jesus. Glory to God. Thank That's you, all we got to say today, yes, Lord. Thank we you, thank you thank for you, Jesus. Thank Hallelujah. You, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, 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 Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We love you. Yes. And we cherish you. We honor you. We adore you. We lift you up and we praise your holy name. Thank Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Glory to God. We are so grateful for you. Our Lord and Savior, our Master and our King, the Alpha and the Omega. 
the lion of the tribe of Judah, the lamb of God, the lover of our souls, the lifter up of our heads. Glory to God. We bless you out of Zion and we give you all praise and all glory. Father, we just thank you for what you shared with us tonight. And we just pray, God, that that you will be glorified through the lives that we lead, that, Father, that we will take these lessons, oh God, yes, Lord. Thank of, you, of communion and fellowship with you, of, of servant leadership and serving others and, and of loving others and yes, of God. truly walking in humility. And, Father God, that we will not only celebrate them and, and acknowledge them, yes, but, God, that you, we Jesus. will make them an integral part of our lives as disciples of Christ who are taught of the Lord and who are obedient unto your will. Father, we just bless your holy name and we give you praise as we lift up our hands in the sanctuary and say, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We give your name the praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. name. Amen. 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 Bless the Lord tonight. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Well, we praise God for you tonight. Amen. And just pray that um, you continue to (laughs) keep your mind stayed on Jesus. You know, babe, I I, I, I was, you know, that's a song, you know. Woke up this morning with my mind. Stayed on, on Jesus. Jesus. Yes. You know that? It you know is. that's a song? Yeah. You heard it before? I heard it before. You, 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 okay. You know the words? Uh, nope. Now that you shouldn't <laughs> say. You shouldn't say that. Now, you don't want to sing it? That's fine. But don't go there. Don't go there. I don't know the words. Okay. Always We're going to teach her the words. Huh? Always mix up That's words. true. I'll give you that. <laughs> yes. I'll give you that. That part is true. <laughs> but we're going to leave before she gets in too much trouble. Yes. But we praise God for you. <laughs> Amen. And we'll, we look forward to seeing you next time. Keep praising God. Amen. Yes. Keep Amen. praising the Lord. God bless you tonight.